Welcome to online worship. Today's psalm is Psalm 98, which begins, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. God has given us a new song through his son, Jesus Christ, who has given us victory over death. We live the resurrection story with thanksgiving and praise, for in Jesus, graves have been turned into gardens. Please join us as we sing of the victory we have in Jesus Christ.
Hear now the good news as it comes to us from the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter, beginning with the ninth verse. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Live within my love. When you obey me, you are living in my love, just as I obey my Father and live in his love. I have told you this so that you will be filled with my joy and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And here's how to measure it. The greatest love is shown when a person lays down their life for their friends. You are my friends if you obey me. I no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask for from my father, using my name, he will give to you. This is my command love each other let us pray may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight O lord our strength and our redeemer amen don't throw rocks at mom now that is the most memorable title of a Mother's Day sermon that I've ever heard. Really, truly. I don't remember the content of the sermon, and in part because it was many, many years ago, but also because I kept trying to figure out why the pastor chose that scripture for Mother's Day. Oh, well, I bet you can guess which one, the woman caught in adultery. Now, there are many ways for a pastor to choose a scripture. They may have a specific thing they want to say to a congregation, or they are preaching a particular series based on a theme or a book of the Bible, or they're preaching from the lectionary. Well, I can promise you that particular scripture is not in the lectionary. So I can't speak to the motivation for that scripture on Mother's Day. No greater love, the title for today's sermon, may not be as memorable, but the words of Jesus in our scripture speak to us today, to the eroding of civility in our society, to the raw edges of church discourse, and in our longing <clears throat> to reopen and regain what it feels like we have lost during the pandemic. We have become impatient with the conditions that are surrounding us, and it has made us impatient with one another. So how did I choose this scripture? Well, Pastor Mark and I have been using the lectionary, the readings of scriptures that the Christian church put together in the same manner that the synagogue had 
readings put together and follow them in Jesus' time. For each Sunday, there is a, a psalm, an Old Testament, a New Testament epistle, and a gospel reading. And they're given in a three-year cycle. It's amazing how God is at work speaking what we need to hear through Jesus' words and really how appropriate they are as we celebrate Mother's Day. For so many, today is a time to say thank you to the one who holds the family together in times of chaos, the one we run to with our heartaches and problems, the one who believes in us when we struggle to believe in ourselves, and who no matter how much we complain, never burdens us with their personal pain. It's a time to say thank you to the one who can find that missing sock or homework or library book as we're heading out the door late for school and who remembers which plastic works in the microwave. A chance to say thanks for what is done day in and day out that rarely gets noticed or appreciated. For others, it's a time to remember those <clears throat> who graced our lives in this way. We grieve and wonder, who do we call now to share in the same deep way? And who, like our mom, believes in us beyond what is reasonable and always has something uplifting and encouraging to say? It's a day of saying thank you for what we had, a day of loving and missing. But we <clears throat> cannot ignore the many whose experience was more painful than it was joyous. You know, being a, a loving mother doesn't come automatically to those who give birth or welcome children into their care. And on this day, there are even those who have a mothering heart and for some reason are unable to receive that blessing. <clears throat> Today there are mothers who never held babies in their arms and mothers whose arms are empty. Today there are mothers who long to be near their children but for a variety of reasons there is distance and they are cut off from them. Mother's Day, well, it can be a delicate and difficult occasion. I shared with you before that I was a chaplain with abused and neglected children and youth at Cunningham Children's Home for a time. Talk about Mother's Day being difficult. You would be surprised how they long to be with their moms no matter how neglected or abused they have been. This longing for some semblance of love and the hope that they could earn real love. At the same time, the kind of behavior that we experience, what we saw on campus, so often reflected the love that they had received. It was the fruit of their experience and it was so unhealthy. 
Today's scripture is a continuation of the scripture Pastor Mark shared last week. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. We are called to abide, that is live in him, and he will abide, live in us. This is not about love that is earned, but love that is given freely. And the fruit is healthy. It's a product of the vine, the kind of love that Jesus pours into and through the branches, but only living branches, only if we are living in him. When this happens, we bear good and abundant fruit. Now, Jesus tells us today what it is to live in him and for him to live in us. It is to love, but not in the way that the world loves. This is not the kind of love that he's talking about. It's not filled with self-interest or self-preservation. Love as I have loved you, Jesus says. Lay down your life for your friends. Then Jesus redefines the relationship he has with the disciples. He says, no longer am I your rabbi, master, and no longer are you my students, servants. Jesus says, you are my friends. Jesus is now giving them a framework for his upcoming crucifixion. He is going to lay down his life for them. If Jesus lays down <clears throat> his life for us, lays down his life for you, Jesus says, you are my friend. I chose you. But there are rules for friends. The rule is to love in the same way, to lay down your life for each other, giving no thought to self-interest or self-preservation, to care for each other. And the promise is that you will be filled with the joy of Jesus, which will make your joy complete. You measure that love in your willingness to lay down your life for your friends. And Jesus is the example. Now, not long after Jesus shares this with his disciples, he is arrested. And Peter will deny him three times, repeating, I don't even know him. After that, Peter was so ashamed. He knew he had to have hurt Jesus deeply. And yet, when Jesus rose again, he worked through Peter's shame and loved him still. Jesus kept him connected to the vine and taught him what it meant to experience the, the true joy of the fellowship of believers who love one another. The love of Jesus seeks to restore us, not only as individuals, but as a fellowship. At Cunningham, we had young, single, pregnant, and new moms in a program who are learning a new model of parenting. One of our local United Methodist women's group held a luncheon for them, a mother's luncheon, where they were welcoming and loving 
and that gave them all this helpful mother advice, and they provided them with gifts for their new babies. They were not judgmental, but they were kind. All the new mothers and those mothers-to-be who were uncertain as they walked into that church felt loved on and supported and felt like they were part of a community of moms. They felt the love of Jesus flow through those women, like they had moms and grandmas sitting all around them. It was in fellowship where they experienced people modeling the love of Jesus, and real change happened in their lives. I was able to talk with those young women who deepened their prayer lives, who wanted to connect with churches, who wanted to bring up their children differently. Now, Jesus promised to keep all his disciples secure in his care, not secure from the world, but for the world. Can we be commanded to love? Well, apparently, I mean, Jesus did it, does it. And it isn't a one-time thing just for the disciples and not for us. He did it for us. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. It's an ongoing, new every morning kind of command, love. Love one another. This isn't even about loving your enemies. This is about loving one another. So think about that. How do you want to be treated? How do you feel loved? This is about loving those close to you, those in your care, those that you are in fellowship with, together in the Lord's work. This is the kind of thing a mother ought to do, and, and a father, for that matter, and most certainly, a friend. Love one another. And at times, one or more of us may fail, but Jesus taught us what to do then as well. Work through the shame, the embarrassment when we don't do as well as we should. Work through the hurt and the brokenness and do our best to move forward in love. That's it. Do our best to love and stay alert to when our best is not enough because here's the truth. We are connected to the vine. Remember, it is the love of Jesus that flows through us. We need to stop leaning on the limits of our own love and draw from the deep well of the love of Jesus as we lay down our lives for that person we're sitting with, that we're listening to, that we're talking with, and certainly that we're praying for because loving is who we are. The fruit will be seen in how we honor God by obeying Jesus' command to love as he has loved us.
later in 1 John chapter 4, we read these words. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit and we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide, who live in love, those who live in love, live in God, and God lives in them. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. We've already been loved. All we can do is respond. The disciples are Jesus' friends. Therefore, their love for each other is to be no less than Jesus' own love for them. Whenever we love each other, we show the world what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we are gathered here today as one body because you have made us your family. We are your beloved children, and through Jesus, you call us friends. 
You show us the way that we are to love one another. You've provided the example through Jesus how moms and dads are to love their children and how we are to love one another. We honor and remember our mothers today. Draw near to those who grieve the loss of their mothers, whether their passing was recent or many years ago. Help us to cherish the memories. We pray for all the women who have had a part in raising us, moms and grandmas, aunts and family friends. We honor them today for their special role in encouraging us and supporting us and helping us become the people we are. We pray for all the women, all the daughters of our congregation, all ages, that your blessing will be upon them today as they live their faith and share your love. We pray we will follow the example of Jesus who has shown us what love is. Forgive us when our love falls short. Forgive us for all our sins, for our rebelliousness, our pride, we confess our sin and shame to you, O oh God, because you are our confidant. You can take it, you can bear it, and you won't reject us even when we come clean with you, O oh God. Cast out all evil and wash us clean and make us new. You are the only one who can. Lord, we lift up all who are hurting today in mind, body, and spirit. Pray for healing for those we know in our church, community, and beyond who have cancer. We pray that they will be able to manage the treatments, bear the pain, and hold on to you until healing comes. We lift up Pastor Melba. She begins a new round of chemotherapy. May she sense your power and your presence at work in her. Lord, we pray for Mason as he continues to be back and forth from the hospital. Pray his body and mind will have time for stability and rest and growth. We pray for Elena and Caleb that you will keep them strong as they continue to embrace the ups and downs of this challenging journey. We pray for others we know who are awaiting healing from infection, broken bones, surgery, arthritis, debilitating pain. We place all these concerns in your hands. Work your miracles through doctors, nurses, medical breakthroughs, more and more effective procedures, and the prayers of your people. We also pray for all who grieve. We especially lift up the Durnell family as they grieve the untimely and unexpected death of Mark's father, Herb Durnell. We pray, Lord, you will meet them in this hard place, and they will sense your presence and your peace. We pray for all those who grieve today, for loved ones we miss. Meet us in our loneliness. Heal the hurt in us. We come from all walks of life. We've had our share of good days and bad days. May the love we experience today in worship restore us, revive us, refresh us. God, use our broken selves as tools of hope and love for others. Thank you for loving us and calling us your friends. It is in your name we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Receive now this blessing. God chose us for a purpose. He has given us a job to do. Go with a message for the world. Tell them that Jesus is our friend, a friend like no other. 
Go knowing that you now have a friend who is closer than a brother or a sister. What better way to honor a friend than to be more like him? So we must do the work. Our friend needs us to do his will. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Go in his love with his blessing. Amen.